Welcome back to Dad Meat, bitch. Tim, well, how are you, brother? I'm feeling great. You, you should feel, feel great. I'm having a good week. You had a big week, man. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it was I. I wanted to right off the top just give it up to you. I was totally inspired by you making a book and putting it out. I was like, you could just do whatever you want. And I know we always talk about this. We're always chatting shit about how you can just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But then the follow up conversation to that is that even just figuring out what you want to do can be. It's you can feel like you're in a prison. Mm -hmm. You're in a prison of infinite possibilities, and you're like, I don't even know which direction to start walking in. Yeah. And so, thank goodness I'm surrounded by people like uh, Danny Dubs and Rob Cruz and, and obviously you, and goddamn, th I, I gotta thank Noah for just grabbing onto the horse and, and going for the ride, but it's been a, it's been a great first week. We, we released our, our brand new show, Field Trippin', and um, it felt like a monumental risk. I was, I was bracing myself for the backlash of 10,000, you know, being called a faggot. <laughs> And but the, but to be honest, dude, I've already I've got the I've I've taken my lashes, bro. Mm -hmm. I've you you can't call me a faggot anymore and have it impact on me. Mm -hmm. But it and it was all for nothing. Everyone was so cool and lovely about it. And uh, but to, back to the original point, you put out a book, and I was like, oh, well, if you have an idea, you can just do it. And then if you work really hard and the execution is good, people will recognize. So mm -hmm. we're trying to make a fake TV show that is as good as a real TV show. And so far, people are pretty fucking cool about it. Well, it's the perfect project for you. Thank you. And I think if the first episode is that good, I can't imagine what subsequent episodes oh. are going to be. And that's what's got me like fucking vibrating in my seat is like, yeah, that, that that first one, that was us figuring out how to turn on the camera, you know? Right. Wait till you see what we've got in store for you guys. To that point, like I, I didn't notice until um, in one of your, um, one of the posts you put up the other day, or no, it was actually the end of the video. I didn't know going into it that you were going to have the Patreon. Yeah. So I want people to know that, like, if you support the Patreon, that's going to help, like, fund these. That's the thing. And it's like, it, who wants another Patreon in their life? I totally understand. However, if anyone's like, yo, I'm, I'm hype on Butterly, let's see what he can do. That's why there's a Patreon. And it, obviously, we'll do it with no resources. We started it with no resources. Mm -hmm. We got pretty, we're pretty deep into making the first eight episodes with no resources. Mm -hmm. But if it were a little bit easier, maybe it'll be even better. And so far, people are already fucking. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to push the Patreon. But the people that have already uh, jumped on board, it, it's like, man, what, what our sales are fucking full of wind right now, and uh, it, it, it's getting easier to make better shit. Well, I'm gonna push the Patreon for you because I, I, there's one thing that you mentioned before about. Um, that really got me hard on what you're doing, and I want to see that happen. You mentioned going to Japan. Yeah, we want to go to Japan sumo. and train with sumo wrestlers. Yes, so, so <laughs> that's that's for no other reason. Make this happen. Yeah, yeah. That, so season one is eight episodes, um, and then we're going to continue on the Patreon with like weekly, like um, like lo lower like production requirement stuff, but like still plenty of content. But we want to gear up for a big season two with like huge guests and big destinations and we want to go to Japan and train with sumo wrestlers. <laughs> that would be ideal. Right? <laughs> that's that's my pie in the sky goal. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> now you mentioned like the the 10,000 faggots and anybody out there that's thinking about creating something, just think about this. Like you hear people say you have to put in your 10,000 hours mm -hmm. before yeah. you have to before you can become proficient in the task and become a master whatever the fuck it is. When you're creating something, think about enduring your 10,000 online faggots. Mm -hmm. You have to get called a faggot 10,000 times online before that shit just starts to dissipate and you're free to create whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, absolutely. To that point, I have a gift for you because I'm very proud of you guys. You created something memorable oh. and something that I think is just going to take off. So, Danny and Tim. Whoa. You know that uh, you have to celebrate any W that comes along. 
and I think it's important to celebrate in style. However, in this case, I think it's important to celebrate in doggy style. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm not any closer to guessing now. <laughs> so I'm presenting each of you a bottle of, sh- of Snoop Dogg champagne. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. Danny, this is for you, brother. 19 crumbs. Oh, man. 19 crumbs Kelly gold. Wow, should we pop the bottle? I think we, we're, this is a celebration, right? It's warm, so. No, it's but, chilled. All right. They, uh, I mean, or should we put it in the fridge and we'll pop it on the Patreon? Wow, man. Thank you very much, Mike. You're welcome, buddy. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of I kind of envisioned this week as, like, just kind of laying low and hoping no one noticed that I made something mm-hmm. so that they couldn't have a chance to call me gay. Yeah. But I'll say that there, there was... Here, throw that, chill that, and then we'll... We'll get twisted on it for the <laughs> Patreon. Um, the, I would say that the response went so far in the other direction where so many people were so cool about it that it felt embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, kind of just like, chill. Everybody relax, dude. It's going to get really good. This is nice, but it's going to get really good. Dude, soak it in. I mean, every little every little comment that you see, like, make sure you soak that in because you have to think about all the, the faggots you've endured. Mm-hmm. From day one, you know, all the shit talkers, every, all, the, all the haters coming out of the woodwork. And now, man, we talk, you talked about having a rough winter for the haters. Yeah. It's a rough summer, too. Well, it's a tough summer for these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I think I've converted most of the haters anyway. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, it's like there's nothing for them to sink their teeth into. Yeah. But I don't know. I think people relate to the fact that, like, you could probably tell just under the surface, I was an online hater for most of my adolescence and early <laughs> adulthood. Yeah, I get it. People see that and they go, oh, okay, this is a guy I kind of understand and... If he's doing stuff that's kind of gay but still funny, then mm-hmm. I'll allow it. And then slowly I'm going to change their hearts without them realizing, and then they're just going to be cool dudes. Do you want to tease people with what's coming up for episode two? Dude, I, man, so, mm, Danny, how do we, I don't want to give this away because it's such a, it's not like a big, it's not like a, a climax, but it's such a dumb thing. It's such a dumb bit that I'm proud of it. I I would just say that, the format changes a little bit, and we add a musical element. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I saw the drums when I came in. Yeah. And I know that plays into it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, like, I, I don't, and I don't want to over-explain the show too much. So, yeah, if you like the first one, the second one's even funnier and better produced. Um, and along the way, like, the production gets better and cooler, and we catch nicer moments, and... I just I can't wait our our guest for the second episode is Mike Cannon and he hasn't seen how it ends yet and the, the my the thing I'm most eager to see is his reaction to uh, how we wrap up um, his episode I, I I don't know I don't I don't know how to hype it up without just saying exactly what we did but it's so fucking funny and stupid so that's it it's funnier and stupider than anything I've ever done his his uh the videos that he just put out about joining the over forty rec league are very funny too. Yeah, well, and that was the other thing we were watching. So when we were making, when we started like making a lot of, it's crazy how much work goes into making a twenty minute 
YouTube video with like the level of polish that we wanted. And uh, we were watching a ton of stuff together. Like we were sitting in the studio watching like fucking comedians and cars getting coffee and like no reservations. And we're just like, this shit sucks. Like it's, it's obviously like the packaging is very attractive and stuff like that. But like we're miserable watching it because mm -hmm. it sucks so fucking bad. And um, but then we were on like YouTube watching our friend stuff and we watched Mike Hannon went to Alaska mm -hmm. and he just made a couple of little videos like a like a mini series about it. And, you know, he's not he's not trying to like elevate the art form he was just documenting the thing but it's like as a comic you can't go out and then like go on like a promo run of like yeah i made a video about going to alaska but i wish he had because it was so fucking it was so organic and cool and fun that that was something that we took into account so we invite him on our show and then he goes hey i liked what i did on your show so i went and did a basketball video and nice. i'm like whoa now we're now we're kind of passing stuff back and forth and we're getting stuff going and did you know, did you play in that league what no no no, I, I, God, no, dude. I'm I'm having a hard enough time learning how to box. <laughs> I don't know. So I, yeah, that's what I like. I like that people are kind of doing their own thing, and you're doing fucking old tons of fun. And it's like, as as long as my boys are actually showing who they really are, instead of just like trying to, you know, make current events stand up bits mm -hmm. with subtitles for Instagram then I'm happy. <laughs> Good, man. Dude, I was really happy to see that drop, dude. And uh, I, I know I'm aware of some of the ideas for future episodes, and this is this is so in your wheelhouse that I, I feel like I'm Mr. Smithersing in, my dude, fingers here. In episode three, I have a psychic premonition, and I have proof of it. It's crazy. It's so cool. Um, you going to hang on to that? or? Yeah, I'll okay. I'll, let, I'll let people be. So I I don't know how we're gonna uh, exactly present it yet, but like we that was when we went to that sound bath mm -hmm. on mushrooms, and uh, I didn't even realize it until like last week. But it, I I predicted the future in a very weird way, and mm -hmm. uh, and it was I was there with Blizz, who I mean, oh, man. what a <laughs> what an interesting guy he is, mm -hmm. and um and I, yeah, and I get to show that to people, and we went to the aquarium with Sam Talent. I get to, uh, oh he, and he said, obviously Sam Talent's one of the funniest people walking the planet, but like the, the, the profound things that escape his mind, that just, it makes me, I, I mean, I could, I could never shut up about it. He's got an aura about him. I think as funny as he is on shows and on podcasts and shit like that, like Sam has, when he's in a room, like, you know that he's in a room. He just has something that a lot of people don't have. I can't say enough good things. And, uh, man, and I love, I love just talking about people without actually talking about stand-up comedy. This is the best. <laughs> it's okay, so, dude. <laughs> no, this is so cool. I love not talking about stand-up comedy. I love talking about cool guys. Yeah. Actually, I will tell you, because I, I don't think that this made it into the sound bath episode, but I had a, I kind of freaked out at the sound bath, um, because we were on Mushrooms, and the dude hosting it mentioned watching, like, a, a true crime documentary, and I spiraled into just imagining being a guy who went to prison for a minor crime and was now being raped regularly. And I was just like, those guys exist, dude. There's dudes who went to prison for something kind of minor, and now they're just being fucking raped all the time. Why do you think you brought that up? Dude, He, we didn't even start yet, and we just <laughs> met the guy five minutes ago. <laughs> How do you guys feel about rape? You guys... Well, he was like, he was like, man, he was just, he was watching some documentary about a guy going to prison or something like that, or like an interview, and I was just like, yeah, what about those guys that go to prison and they just get fucking raped? all the time and I, I couldn't stop thinking about it 
or talking about it. It was it was like I don't know what was going on with my brain, and I was like, dude, I gotta get out of this. And I'm just sitting on the floor, and like I, they're all just staring at me. It was like Blizz, Noah, Rob, Danny, and the guy hosting the sound bath were all just like staring at me, freaking out. And I was like, does anyone know any cool guys? <laughs> Someone tell me about a cool guy. And then no one told me, so I started talking about a friend of mine who's a professional skateboarder, and they were like, that guy sounds pretty cool. I was like, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> I, so that was a self-soothing technique that I completely invented on the spot. Just think about the coolest guy you know. <laughs> you should always have a dude that's so cool that just thinking about his setup pulls you out of a spiral. All right, if I had to put you on the spot right now and you had to name one cool guy other than your skateboarding friend that is just, whoa, who would it be? Probably John Nunn. Yeah, oh, yeah. I yeah. would go with John Nunn. Uh, he's been a guest on the show. Uh, he's worked on like Gillian mm -hmm. Keys and stuff like that. But John Nunn is a dude, he was like a ramp guy at the airport, I think. And so he traveled a bit, and he was also like an alcoholic bike messenger. So it's like, that's not like on paper cool, but you get a lot of cool experiences. Did a lot of comedy stuff. And, uh, and now I think he just like freelance works on movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And every time you see him, he's got very cool stuff to tell you. Dude, he is like a handsome John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, and he dresses like a sea captain and just what a pacifier. You get stuck in a spiral. You go. Oh, at least you John Nunn's. suck on him. You go. At least John Nunn's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I'm saying walk around. What well, you don't have to like keep a top ten cool dudes in your brain. I don't know. That would be good. But at least if you know that you're prone to like a an occasional freak out, at least walk around going. I know I can at least fall back on one of my boys being pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a little too dated for you, but do you remember Hustler used to have a section at the end of their magazines that said Beaver Hunt, and guys would nominate their wives for like best Beaver. Sure. Uh, that would be a cool section to put in Hustler. Cool guys. Cool guys. Yeah, right after Beaver Hunt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the least read section of Hustler. <laughs> yeah. Although you might have to team up like Cool Beaver with Cool Guy. I, I think like you can't just not nominate your wife and just nominate one of your boys, you know? It's got to be like a package deal where it's like, my wife's got a great beaver and wait to see what this dude can do on fucking Yeah, roll and roll. I pair that with my very cool friend and... And then everyone assumes those two are having an affair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, did you see that Usher clip? No, I was saving it to watch it live. Okay. Um, do you want to set it up or do you yeah, want to watch it? Yeah, if you want to. So, so there's a lady. I know she's an actress. She was in a Medea movie. She was in Barbershop too. Her name's Kiki Palmer. Lovely lady. I know the name Kiki Palmer. Beautiful lady. Uh, she went out to an Usher concert. Usher brought her on stage wearing a very... Very beautiful dress. Uh, she turns around, you can see her cheeks here. Nice. Usher will have that effect on people. And we'll watch it. Yeah, he has herpes, right? <laughs> he does, yes. Don't sing like that while embracing my wife. Now, as a result of this, her significant other, who she has a baby with, lost his fucking mind. Yeah, I would too. But it wasn't even just about being on stage with Usher. It was about what she was wearing. This is like when um, the mom sings with Wayne Newton in Vegas Vacation. Mm -hmm. That would make me lose my fucking mind too. You made my wife go, Mom. 
who would be your usher? Uh, good question, dude. I better not ever find out. <laughs> wow, what the hell, man? Don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she had a first of all, she hugged around his neck and sang yeah. with him. Dude, just imagine that. And we have kids together. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. That actually is kind of cool. Dude, just imagine going on fucking Twitter and see your wife jerking off one of Guar Spikes. <laughs> How about this? I would say I'd rather her, if I had to make the choice between the two, I'd rather her be like that than me be the guy that's like, oh, what the fuck, babe? Yeah, you can't win. You can't. That can't be you, mm-hmm. no matter what. You have to be cool and you have to be like, that's fine. Doesn't matter. You just got to start wearing cologne. You got to have a brave uh, times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe go to, um, like, maybe get a nice suit and just start with, like, oh. I'm just a nice suit at the bar guy now. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Nice cologne. It's whatever. I, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I was, I was from that. I wanted to know if you, do you know about that Adam 22 guy? Yeah. Have you been following his? I haven't. I've been jacking off to his wife all week. Really? Yeah. And like, because is it, is it more exciting for you because she's in the news? No, I, I had never <laughs> seen her before and uh, I knew who he was, but then I, I looked her up. I was like, all right, let me see who Lena the plug is. And she's got a bunch of stuff on Reddit for free. She's got an OnlyFans, which I'm OnlyFans sober again, but I saw a bunch <laughs> of stuff on Reddit and Twitter. Which really got me. You're going to have to go to Florida for OnlyFans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have you stay in Tampa at a treatment facility. <laughs> you keep relapsing. But yeah, I've been jacking off that lady all week. Lovely lady. So what do you think? I was I wanted to, because you're, you're kind of, you know, wading through the waters of online uh, horny content. <laughs> you stay up on that stuff. I do. And I wanted to, what are your thoughts on him letting her give it up like that did you watch her video with the guy i have not when it comes out i will um no, it's not out yet although i don't support those kind of things <laughs> what's that boy girl uh yeah we'll go with that yeah <laughs> um i think they're i think they're i don't, they're I don't exactly like the they mixing wanted. of the genders <laughs> i think it's playing out better than they could have ever hoped for yeah which i think was the plan all along i think and him like addressing the trolls and stuff i think it mm-hmm. all seems like everyone's a sucker except for them yeah and he's posting videos of himself working out to show how like how masculine and how cool he is, which I think is like a double agent move because it's like that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're posting yourself lifting weights because your wife had sex with a black guy on video, mm-hmm. it's like that's humiliating. But I think he's generating more like momentum off of just being a humiliated like clown weasel the whole time. Well, I'm glad he's not the only one in that bedroom People generating are momentum now. <laughs> People are falling for it. But it's working, man, because I saw a clip today of he and his wife uh, on the podcast they just recorded talking about it, and she said she didn't walk right for three or four days. I, at that point, you gotta call him like, yo, dude, you heard her. <laughs> what the fuck, man? That's like three or four days where I don't get to, you know... Do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think that guy's got like a humiliation thing going on, mm-hmm. and man, he's making so much fucking money off. Do you know he's like a rapper guy, podcaster? I I I'm I've I'm vaguely aware that he does like L.A. podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen clips, and it's just like it's crazy that there's a market for that stuff. But we got being now that I know that's a thing that you can do porn and rap podcasting. We got to get Sam Buck in the porn. Oh man, he, I, he, Sam Buck would be the perfect like middle of the line at the gangbang guy. <laughs> He'd be a great three hundredth dude getting sucked off in a world record, <laughs> just glasses steaming up. 
Has anybody yeah. seen my fanny pack? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. What a world. What a world those people live in. So, the, But then I, I did a little digging, and it turns out that they have a podcast where they have a, a lady performer on, and they have a threesome together or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Even that, I was just like, how are you making that seem not cool? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how are you making that seem so fucking lame? Yeah, it's tough. I will end up watching the video, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just not my thing. Now, you as like a normal, like a a guy who has his you know finger in the pulse of uh, <laughs> adult entertainment, how w- the videos where the point is that like a lady's getting kind of fucking. <laughs> put down by uh bbc yeah. you, do those do anything for you no i don't like uh BBCs, don't like BBCs? BWCs, i like uh regular wcs and regular bcs so you're fine with rbcs yes i'm fine with rbcs uh it's the R- BBCs. rbgs I'm, I'm okay with um yeah it's just something about a massive dick just is like whoa lady let's take it easy yeah you don't like a lady getting punished no mm. Well, to a degree, yeah. I like seeing ladies get beat the fuck up in movies, but <laughs> not, with, not with Dick. Dude, I watched a good one yesterday. Man, Shaner's like my only porn buddy. Like, anytime like I see something fucked up or he sees something fucked up, like we've shared like like clips or screenshots. There was one that I wanted to send to all my buddies. Like, normally, I watched one yesterday. A lady just getting fucking thrashed in the bedroom, and normally the comments guys are very nice and poor no comments but in this one like one guy left a, a comment that was so fucking mean that it was that it jarred me out of just waking up out of a nap and it was a lady who i thought was beautiful just getting ravaged and the first comment i saw was a nightmare of a fucking face <laughs> which totally unnecessary guys were coming to her defense I don't know. I was talking. To, I was actually on Shaner's podcast uh, yesterday. I don't think it's out yet, but we were talking about how the disappearance of softcore is going to be detrimental for teen boys. That's true because softcore yeah. is jacking off training wheels, mm-hmm. and without those kids are, I mean, basically going to get road rash on their penis. Mm-hmm. And we were. I was also talking about how like how everything's in four K, mm-hmm. sixty frames per second. Now that's going to be like. Uh, if anything, I'm hoping it kind of slows them down because it's like when you were a kid, you were just kind of what like it wasn't you couldn't really see what you can see now. Like you saw like first of all, a lot of it was softcore. Second, it was like you weren't getting like penetration angles on DP. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't getting like come like kind of moving some of like the thick foundation <laughs> revealing acne scars and it's a like, cum slide and prevent parental trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I think there's a darkness. There's a darkness now that I think is going to like just envelop a, a, an entire generation of boys, and either they're going to internalize it and it's going to like be off-putting, or they're not, and these kids are going to be walking around with like a, a, a black flame behind their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so bring back softcore, dude. I hope this is a lady that said this in the chat. That's uh, what Nick Jr. should be playing, by the way. Now that softcore. like now that like television kind of is meaningless. <laughs> Like you, they should have Nick Jr., Nickelodeon, and then Nick Teens, where they start at night. They start breaking you off a little bit of softcore, mm-hmm. just so that you don't end up like throwing ladies in a lake. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hope this was a lady in the chat that said in college they used to call me Joey Chestnut. Ooh, damn. Who? <laughs> shout out to Joey Chestnut, man. Took the title again. Did he get it done? He did. They canceled the. They event. have a rain delay. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they canceled it. Yeah, and he wasn't having. It. He just came out of the uh, out of the out of the dressing room, came storming out. The clouds started to part. People were cheering him on. I thought he was autistic, by the way. He walked in the way he uh, he cheered on the crowd. 
turns out he's pretty normal other than eating 60 hot dogs in one sitting. And he came through and he just fucking destroyed everybody. And on top of this too, Tim, there's an attractive hot dog lady. Oh, yeah? What's, what I don't know her about? name, but she won. And she's she Asian? No. What? Yeah. Oh, did she win the ladies division? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Which is actually more hot dogs. (laughs) 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 She throated 60 hot dogs. Got mustard all over her face. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful lady, though, man. They know what they're doing there. You ever been to Nathan's in uh, Coney Island? Never been to Coney Island. Very fun, man. Yeah, we were thinking about it for uh, field tripping, but, you know, tough to nail down scheduling with people. Is that her? Yes, that's her. She's Asian. No. She's not Asian. I don't think so. She looks kind of Asian. I don't know, man. What's her name? Her name is Miki. Miki Sudo. All right, changed my mind there. Miki right, Sudo? She is That's not Asian. Asian. Yeah. Mike, do you know what Asian means? I do, man. I didn't okay. see her name. I told you I didn't know her name. <laughs> I just saw her face. She looks like a, a, a she looks like Midwestern troll. wife. That looks like, she looks like she's making troll face. <laughs> Dan. Dan, can you, you know, bring up a picture of her at the to- hot dog eating competition? Is that her? I think that's a previous year. She had blonde hair hair this year. Damn, speaking of, by the way, if you ever want to up your fucking fart stench game, creatine is the way to go. Oh. Um, My loved ones will not be near me. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. I'm I'm cracking off paint melters (laughs) 24 hours a day. Now, what are you pairing this with? What, the farts or the creatine? The creatine. Just water. Okay. Just water, and I I can't eat enough. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time eating enough. I've gained five pounds, but it's not it, it's not staying. And I just around the clock, just wretched stuff. Are you not eating because you're training so hard? I'm I'm eating more because I'm training so hard. But I mean, is your appetite gone because you're training so hard? No, my appetite's gone up. Okay, my appetite's gone up, but it's just fucking Timmy Hart, man. He's got me working too goddamn hard. Mm-hmm. It's fucking 91 degrees in the gym. I, I, I'm wringing out my clothes when I'm done working out. And uh, and then the creatine farts set in. It's just like, it's green clouds 24 hours a day. <laughs> How do you feel compared to a couple weeks ago before you started training? I feel great. Mm-hmm. I feel great. And uh, I'm not going to bore anybody with like, you know, the, the technical side of like boxing and training and stuff like that. I, I'm only going to say that like, I hope they figure out all the sanctioning and stuff like that. Cause the, uh, I, I guess Lewis is on real ass podcast saying that like, you know, we're, we're going through the commission and it's everything that they say goes. And I, I saw some people interpreting that as like him setting up like an out for this to not happen. I don't give a fuck if they don't sanction it. We're fighting on Fremont street. Mm-hmm. We're going bare knuckle on Fremont street. If, if for some reason, like if regulation is what stops his box boxing match, we're, we're going outside. There's no way I'm not doing this. Dude, if that happens, I think a nice alternative would be to rent a bunch of rooms on a, a floor of a hotel, and uh, guests can go into a random room. You pick whatever room you want to, and mm-hmm. then the combatants emerge from the bathroom after everybody's in there. You don't know who you're going to get until you get in there. Ooh, I so, thought you were going to say we get a bunch of rooms on one hotel room, and then we do Scooby-Doo chase. <laughs> <laughs> Just fighting a different guy. Fighting in the yeah. different rooms, yeah. That's cool as well. Yeah, or we bring 400 assault weapons into one of them and we <laughs> fire down upon a country music festival in the parking lot. It's limitless. We could do basically anything. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm I'm gonna make sure that this shit happens. My God, you, I, I, it would it would frustrate me to the point of uh, 
physical violence. If I if I worked all summer for this and it got canceled because of like paperwork or something, mm -hmm. so that's not an option. Danny, how's your training? So far, it's just working out. Like I, I probably went to learn boxing maybe three times. Maybe. But Danny has amateur kickboxing experience. He has actual matches. Slightly different though. I learned that the hard it's way. It's extremely different, <laughs> but it's not like you know. He's not a fucking baby deer walking in there. Can't get his legs under him. Yeah, yeah. I can throw a punch. It's about the the balance and head movement. Head movement's completely different. Yeah. And that's fucking me up. Yeah. Do you guys, live chat, do you guys want to see some, I have a, some short training footage. You guys want to check that out? I don't know if, I don't know if anyone wants to see that. Yeah, put it up there for him. Just a, just a short little, just a short little taste of, uh. What we're, what we're what we're working with, Danny. I sent it to you in that group chat. You want to show it to them? This is at the end of the night. I'm physically exhausted, and that's not me making an excuse. I'm just saying that like this is me pushing pushing through to the very end. Right, hands are up. Feet are moving kind of fast. Almost cracked, Timmy. Tim Hart's the fucking man, by the way. This is the best dude I know. Actually, you talk about coolest dudes, this is a dude that doesn't front. Doesn't, does, nothing flashy about this dude. Just the, the, the kindest heart and like the, the biggest capacity for working I've ever seen in a dude. And uh, so when this dude tells me to push and when to work, um, I'm all ears, you know what I mean? And you were saying, Mike, it was, it was, uh, like oddly fortuitous that they they installed this boxing ring like I don't know a month before mm -hmm. I accepted the fight and now we have access to it so it makes me pretty fucking happy. Do you have a training partner there that uh, has boxing boxing experience or are you just going with him? Yeah. T uh, oh man, they're revving the Lamborghini downstairs. Um, there's Timmy. There's uh, our striking coach Brandon, who's much bigger than me and when it comes time to like get real sparring in with him he's going to fuck me up it's well dude and he's talking about bringing in like his training partners who are like current and former ufc dudes who are gonna really fucking beat the brakes off me so i'm like i'm pretty nervous about like the work ahead but so far we're being smart about it dude i can't wait for skank fest oh, man crack amico said lewis said if it didn't get sanctioned we'd do it at a venue within a month of skank fest on legion of skanks he said it was sounding good for vegas Fingers crossed. Let's fucking go. We need a podcaster's children fighting league next Gangfest. <laughs> uh, my kids, I mean, that's that's not, you know, my kids have an unfair advantage because they're terrors and they know what they're doing. What does your family think about everything that's going on for you right now? You know, <clears throat> that's a great question. My, my, my daughter thinks I'm old and gay, mm -hmm. which is perfect because she's 15. Mm -hmm. She should think I'm the lamest guy on the planet but that she can rely on me. Mm -hmm. And I've got that dialed in perfectly. Um, and I like that. Um, ben, who's not with us today, he's at, he's at all-day jujitsu camp right now. Oh, nice. Um, he thinks we're the coolest people who ever lived. Mm -hmm. He thinks our boys are the coolest dudes in the entire world. <laughs> and that's honestly what I'm going for. My 12-year-old my son thinking I'm the fucking man is exactly what I'm shooting for. I think, that, like... I don't know. They they have no gauge for when things are going good or or when they're like could be better as far as like my career goes. Mm -hmm. 
um, they they seem to think that like we're we're having fun and you know there's food on the table and I th I don't know that they examine it that much that far outside of that my my daughter's teachers know who we are mm -hmm. and like every once in a while like she'll meet a she'll like her uh, homeroom teacher last year was like butterly like <laughs> no way like it probably follows all our shit um and so she gets a kick out of that or like i got to show her a picture like i met the uh boston be a man guy mm -hmm. and i showed that to her and she was like no like you met a guy from a meme no fucking way <laughs> where do you meet beetlejuice mm. oh my god that would uh, the, i mean i would send them over the moon um but yeah I, I don't know man they don't spend a lot of time talking or thinking about it that like they're developing their own lives which i think is cool they're not hanging around waiting to see what happens for me mm -hmm. gonna, like my daughter can't wait to just like get out with her friends and like uh get out like away from me mm -hmm. and i i'm thinking wow that seems pretty healthy yeah um i i, I would feel bad if they were all kind of just like papa or is it is it time for us to have a good life now mm -hmm. is this it they're they're living in the meantime oh yeah dude yeah but you know how it is man your family's watching you achieve success. Yeah. I want to talk about this more. I want to I want to give a second to thank our sponsor. Today's episode of Dad Meat is presented to you by Lucy. There are lots of ways to get your nicotine fixed, but none of them are as exciting as Lucy. Lucy Breakers take your standard nicotine pouch and kicks it up 100 notches to make something brand new, Tim. Each pouch has a fun flavor capsule inside that bursts open, releasing an intense wave of flavor. With options like apple mint, I'm sorry, apple ice, mint and mango, pick your flavor and your nicotine strength for the perfect combo. You could get these by visiting lucy.com, use promo code FATBIRD, that's L-U-C-Y.com, promo code FATBIRD. You get 20% off your first order, and shipping is always free. That's lucy.com, promo code FATBIRD, get 20% off your order, and shipping is always free. Hell yeah. Yeah, think about it, dude. How, how, much, of, how much of the oral fixation is just you want a little nice little burst of flavor and, you know, a little taste? Everyone's seen the, the Joe Rogan clips about how nicotine is actually like a beneficial chemical to put in your body. Not bad stuff. <laughs> it's Lucy.com, promo code FATBIRD, 20% off and free shipping. Yeah. And we have to add that Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age, age verified, so don't get any fucking ideas, kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relative to what we were just talking about, um, yes, I think, I think the nightmare would be kids waiting around just to see, like, what kind of thing is going to happen and you're not like leading a kind of life that isn't fucking uh that everything revolves around you and like what you are doing yeah oh my god isn't that you you do like okay so you do kind of get like a fantasy in your head of your family like uh, worshiping is probably the wrong word but you do kind of get like you want to be doing like a fucking end zone dance and your family's just like, yeah, dad's killing it. But the reality is, is that if that, if that's how you were living your life, things would not be great for them. Right. Like if they were just your subjects, which again, th there is kind of a natural impulse for them to just be your subjects. Like you have to, you have, you have to experience the painful separation of them like developing and enjoying their life outside of you. And that's something that I'm like painfully aware of every day. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I wish, I wish they wanted to do more stuff with me, but I'm like, well, they're doing stuff. It's just like, they're, they're doing it to develop their own like experience. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, this, I, hopefully, hopefully we have enough parents watching this or people who consider being parents that this is engaging, but like, it's the great struggle. It it's, is. It's the, Dude. it's the action. This is the experience of being a parent. 
Dude, there was a moment a couple years ago where my daughter hit that phase where she fucking hated my wife and I. Everything we did was a direct attack on her. And I just thought that it was just like, all right, so she's lost. Yeah. We, we've oh, lost that thread. God, we've lost yeah. that thread that, that bound us before. And it's like you start thinking about all the things like, fuck, I should have done this different. I wish I did this. It's like, fuck, we should have spent more time together. But they come back around. And right now I'm in the I'm in the midst of like a very nice period where I could have meaningful conversations with my oldest daughter and she'll divulge Dude, things that are important to her that I might not have gotten out of her a couple of years ago. Yeah. So there's like a very cheap there's a very cheap thought that people share and it's like teenagers, right? That's it. You've seen it in like every every movie comedian show that talks about like raising a teenager they just go teenagers man they're a nightmare and it's like yeah but spend five minutes thinking about how like them basically shitting on in your face and pushing you away is like an overcorrection because they feel such a need to like become a person mm -hmm. like that's the act of a teenager going from just like a dependent that you feed and like guide through every single day and tell them everything that they do have to do every day. That's their brain like flipping into third gear, mm -hmm. and like suddenly uh, uh, an individual appears. And it's like, yeah, everything everything my dad says sucks. Let me start from there, and then obviously that leads them into a ton of mistakes and troubles and and trials and challenges. And then you kind of have to like let them just like suck through that mm -hmm. like imagine if you built like a really nice car and then put it through one of those road tests that just completely fucks it up yeah and you just have to let it get to the finish line and then you can kind of go over the results you mm -hmm. can't get on the stop like you can't run in and stop the test mm -hmm. you have to let them go over like the the uneven bumps and watch the suspension just fucking shake and things flying off of the frame and you're just like please mm -hmm. And then they get to the finish line. You go, okay. Here's what's working. Here's not. Here's what's not working. You figure it out. Do you have things that that you implement that um, you've always had in the back of your mind that you didn't get from your parents that you're correcting with with this generation? Um, uh, you know, I would like to say yes, but more more likely is that I'm 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 overcorrecting in the in like weird ways. Like um, I, I've talked about this before, but like my wife begs me to just like uh, scream sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, MJ wants me to just like every once in a while to just like shout or do something like extremely expressive like that. <laughs> and to back this up, I asked my kids, you know, we were joking around with the kids and they were doing an impression of me like getting mad and, and I would say yelling at them, mm -hmm. but they, they say it's not yelling. They say you get very stern. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly what they mean because it's like when I when I need to get a point, I'm not like, someone needs to get their shoes away from the front door. I'm just like, wow, it's pretty funny that you guys think it's cool that people are tripping over your shoes when they hawk. And mm -hmm. like they they I, I punish them in that way. Mm -hmm. And and so I I like I I know that my my mom was so volatile and she, everything was flying off the handle. And I'm so far in the other direction that it's probably bad where I'm just like mm -hmm. I will never freak out yeah. I will never like fly off the handle and fucking like hit them and stuff like that mm -hmm. so I, I, I'm sure there's a middle ground where you're, you're showing them you're supposed to show your kids a healthy expression of anger and I don't know what that is so my best my, me playing it safe is that I'm like always kind of chill and then like a little bit of a dickhead mm -hmm. when, when I need them to change a behavior mm -hmm. you know what I mean I do would you consider having like a daddy yelling hour like predetermined say like look from six to seven tonight dad's gonna pop the fuck off I th I think 
Yeah, actually, because I used to, you know, we used to let them just like swear, or I mean, we still kind of do, but like they could like swear in the car, and yeah. like, you know, just to get it out of their system, so that like when they're away from us, it's not like mm -hmm. a, a taboo that they want to access, and like you know that ended up working out for us. But I, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do like the half hour before dinner. <laughs> I'm only I'm only talking in full screams, yeah. and whether it's good or bad. <laughs> And then that way they get a little bit of taste. They get a little bit. They, they get to see the fangs a little bit. Yeah. And uh, maybe I get to blow off some steam. And then mm -hmm. we'll sit down and eat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you guys eat at a dinner table? This is this is no. a good one. Do you guys eat at a dinner table? It's very rare that like we're all home at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we're home at the same time, like yeah, like we rarely eat at home because I don't fucking cook. And my my wife, you know, bless her heart, God rest her soul. <laughs> I mean, she. Sure enough, win the fucking lottery before she cooked the fucking a meal. <laughs> However, um, we do go out a lot to eat, and I feel like those times are, they're always nice. Yeah. However, there's no predetermined time where like this is going to happen at this time. Like we're all in every regard, like we're all pretty free spirited. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like that to change. I would like to learn how to cook. That's one thing that I want to accomplish. It's easy. Time. You can do it on YouTube. I know. And it's just going to take sitting down and actually watching a fucking video and start learning to cook shit. That's why it's so cool that there's so many personalities in cooking videos now. Mm -hmm. I've got all kinds of guys. I've got tattooed swearing guys. Mm -hmm. I've got kind of like corporate dorks at like at Bon Appetit. Um, one of my favorites is Chef John from foodwishes.com. He talks oh, no. like that. Yeah, he talks very sing-songy, but he seems like a very gentle heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got, I got YouTube cooking recommendations mm -hmm. for dates if you want. And then there's Guga, obviously. Mm -hmm. With fucking sous vide everything. I did see a, a sandwich that uh, Cooge made the other day. Ooh, that I would like to yeah. knock everybody's socks off. No, he's sweeter than your sister. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, mortadella. Thinner than your sister's ass. <laughs> but one thing, uh, going back to the swearing thing, like, uh, we implemented that same thing. Like, I truly did not give a fuck if my kids cursed. I just don't want them fucking running up and down the block screaming it. Yeah. And... The only time I hear any... Those are the kids that get hit for swearing at home, though. No doubt. They're Red 40 children. But, uh, <laughs> but the only time I really hear my kids curse now, like, Mike plays video games a lot, so I'll hear, fuck, like, a bunch during the day. But once he's out of his room, he's very chill. And every now and again, the girls might let it fly, but... You know, I think that method is by far the best method to implement. We have kind of a fucked up eating situation at home. What do you do? We, we eat dinner together every day. However, it's usually... We've been at the, I think most weekdays we're at the gym together. We come home and like we're, f the, the the amount of filth that mm -hmm. accrues on you in, in a night of training. Like you're covered in other people's sweat, mm -hmm. bacteria from the, like you can't touch anything. So what happens is we all come home. MJ usually, she might cook something from scratch. She, or she might. After fucking up. training? Dude, MJ, I'm telling you, she's the fucking best. <sighs> She'll cook something or like something fast, like fucking noodles and a and a sauce and like a protein, yeah. just something warm and wholesome. And the kids never complain about the food. And uh, and then obviously on the weekends we'll do it a little bit bigger. But this is weeknights, and then we all sit on the floor around the coffee table and like watch watch like a TV show. Yeah, that's awesome. Eating bowls of hot food, like uh, homeless Japanese people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's it. That's every night, and like I, we don't even have a dining room table anymore. Like mm -hmm. it was just getting in the way. Like the, we we filled that with like play shit for the kids, yeah. and uh, yeah. So we sit on the we sit on the floor on the coffee table and watch a little bit of TV or YouTube videos together and and eat a hot. That's meal beautiful, man. Yeah, I I mean I like it, but I think a lot of people will look at it and go like, what the fuck? What is this? No, it's like you know anybody what does these freaks doing a, a fucking dildo who probably has kids that don't talk to them. Mm. 
I had a, I had a conversation with uh, my oldest daughter last night because uh, we had an issue with my parents recently, and uh, I'll fucking kill. Them. I'll yeah, kill parents, thank you, dude. thank you, Tim. Your parents are talking <laughs> shit. I'll fucking kill <laughs> thank them. you, dude. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted I want each of them to know that like I can become very self-absorbed like i don't think it's in the most destructive way but at the same time like i just get lost in my own head my own thoughts i get very anxious about shit and i tend to like segregate myself from the rest of the family and i just wanted them to know that like look this has nothing to do with you this is me trying to figure my own shit out Mm. so i don't want you to think that like what you're experiencing with my parents is like how i feel toward you uh yeah you know what my parent my my kids got sick of the sob story not sob story but i'm like you don't want to listen to your mom you should have tried having my mom and they hate that they go this is boring i'm like i don't know man i can almost, i almost feel like i could write a book about this and be successful <laughs> and they're just like boo we don't care we get it your mom did drugs i'm just like shut up you guys suck mm. damn i love when they wrote those engines downstairs is that coming through danny <laughs> Danny, is that yeah. is that turbo whistling on us coming through? Yeah, the Danny downstairs. <laughs> Just confirm that. The hell, man. Well, imagine your parents caring this much about you. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. Everyone's parents probably thought about this stuff and then who knows? Maybe maybe working maybe working so much kind of uh changed their course for them without them realizing. And plus, I mean, my parents, they're, they're fucking 75. So, I mean, that generation, like, they've had it hammer home, hammered home into their brains that feelings are fucking gay. And if you True. talk about feelings, like, you're fucking emotionally retarded. That's so funny that they feel that way. And then when you spend time with them, all they want to talk about is, like, who has cancer. Yeah. Oh, who's, nonstop. Dude. Who's, who's on drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and they, they almost feel, they feel like a news anchor. Mm-hmm. They feel like a news anchor where they're just like, and also this, Justin, your cousin got fat again. And it's like, <laughs> it's dude, it's a misery spigot. <laughs> every time I, every time I go to my dad's house, it's just like, okay, who's ill? Who mm-hmm. looks terrible right now? Mm-hmm. Who's hanging on by a thread? Who's definitely on their deathbed? And it's just like, I have to, I have to hit, I'm like a care bear hitting them with like as much sunshine as I can <laughs> from a fucking symbol on my belly. Mm-hmm. And they're just like. No, actually, the cancer's back. And I'm just like, yeah, but fucking <laughs> skateboard videos on YouTube are still pretty fucking cool. <laughs> that's my that's one of my struggles right now, too. What does your dad like to unwind with? Uh, I would say if, if oh, man, Besides, I know he's a guitar man. But like if he yeah, had like his an hour default, to chill by himself. his default state is standing in the basement wearing uh, reading glasses from the dollar store, looking over the top of them and shredding, absolutely just shredding on like a knockoff Stratocaster, and then he gets pulled away from that for work uh, by local. New- oh my god, he loves the local news. Yeah. He loves knowing that like the the city's so corrupt and mm-hmm. just like yeah, but who cares, dude? What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, how much time do you think you have left? And you're thinking about mayors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? And he always goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's the? Oh, he likes um, NASCAR, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, that always kind of perplexed me. But he's into it. He watches mm-hmm. golf and NASCAR, and he he bitches about like uh, the the district attorney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I think one of the great joys in becoming a 70 year old man is finding a local newscaster to get hard over. Yeah, I think he they might all got a lady out on that. Yeah, he's too decent, you know. Oh, wow. he's too just like you know. You he, get that from him. You you've never been a horn dog. 
yeah, I mean, I, I think people have a misconception about me, though, because it's like, obviously, I'm a fucking pussy man through and through, but it's just like, you know, <clears throat> a little bit of decorum, mm -hmm. I think, goes a long way, mm -hmm. you know? That's a, I, Yeah, maybe I do get that from my daddy. Yeah. You're a Brady in the streets and a lady in the sheets. Anybody ever said that about you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I get being a gargantuan pussy from my dad. No. He's the biggest fuck. He's just big teddy bear, big tender giant. Mm -hmm. That's what I get. I get that from daddy. You should get him a personalized license plate that says that T N D R giant. Yeah, and no, tender giant T N G R. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not getting him that. That'd be terrible. Yeah, my mom used to have a personalized license plate. What does it say? Annette. Mm, and I got that car, and I had to drive around with that fucking thing. Was it an actual Pennsylvania plate, or was it an airbrushed thing? No, it was a thing on the front. It was white, and in pink letters, it said in there. Oh, and two dolphins were, like, jumping into a heart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nah. Yeah, so. What kind of old guy do you think you're going to be? Oh, wow, what a great question. Tinkerer, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, uh, if not, it's probably not a train set, but definitely entire basement dedicated to, like, a train set type guy. Mm. But not a train set, something else. They are cool though. Maybe like uh, scale model, like uh, mech robots in my basement, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like an old guy with like a tucked in shirt and mm -hmm. the, like brown slacks, glasses sliding down my nose. And I'm just gonna be tightening the screws on like a like a Voltron with big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Just pose, just like posing robot girls with like lifelike ass cheeks in like a over the mm -hmm. looking over the back doggy pose. <laughs> you gonna hide it? You gonna put uh, tarps over it? No, I'm an old man, dude. I've earned right. the right to just have this out and I about, know man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just cat girls fucking spreading their pussy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect. I'm polishing it off with a ring. There it is. Now, how would you make a model pussy? What materials would you use? Uh, you know, I think a true craftsman would carve it from wood and make it look soft. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a true art mm -hmm. of it. Me, I'd probably cheap out, go silicone. I might even pre-purchase the pussy and just install it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, I'd say, hey, if I had more time, yeah. but, you know, I got to cut the grass. Say, you know, someone's got to, someone's got to keep the place running, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have time to be carving lifelike pussies out of wood and painting them to be red and bulbous and... Dude, you should get incorrigible. <laughs> You should get the American Chopper guys to make you a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Put flames on the side get of it. custom. Maybe that would be my old man show. Mm -hmm. You screaming. We got to get son. this pussy done in the next three days or the client's going to be furious. <laughs> and the guys are in the shop fucking around. They're in a shop. Wall-to-wall -wall fake anime pussies. <laughs> Just a bunch of dudes playing like trash can basketball. Like, whoa, what are you guys doing? We're under a deadline. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get this done in time. Go back to the confessionals. Like these guys don't even care about anime pussies. You know? Dude, did you know that one of the American Picker guys got knocked off the show because he's whacked on pills? Can I get the entire sentence one more time? <laughs> <laughs> you know American Pickers? Is that a? Uh, it's a like they trash pick and then try to see what's valuable. They go to people's homes and do that. No, okay, yeah, I guess I yeah I get the concept, but I'm not familiar with the. Dude. Oh man, well they had two great guys. And one of the guys apparently got kicked off the show. He was on there for at least a decade. Hey, let's check the medicine cabinets one more time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can probably throw these out. They look like they're going to be they expired in like the next two years anyway. <laughs> I'll just get rid of them for you. <laughs> but that's they got rid of him apparently because he was whacked on pills, man. Whoa, how did that make you feel? Bad because 
it would be a much better show going through people's junk if you're whacked on pills. Absolutely. They do have a lady. I think you just keep it. <laughs> I don't even throw this out, man. You guys actually mind if I take a nap in the garage? Just fucking like this 15 minutes. Just get a fucking little snoozy. I'm going to grab another popsicle. You guys need anything? <laughs> but they do have a lady who does burlesque on the show, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Are there new burlesque performers, or was it all just no. the same fat girls from 10 years ago waiting to die alone? Dude, burlesque dancers are just <laughs> fat girl dinosaurs, man. They don't make any new ones. They're just dying off. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna have to put them in the zoo. Mm. Yikes. Yeah. Those uh those but they can move, right? Mm-hmm. Being so how do you how do you stay fat when you're dancing for lesbians twelve nights a week? It's minimal movement. <laughs> I think the reason why most strippers are fit because they have to put effort into getting on the pole and doing a routine on the pole. Burlesque dancers, you know, it's yeah, like, they kind of just like spread out one bat wing and like do this with pasties on. It is, dude. dude burlesque dancing. <laughs> the actual act of burlesque dancing is like how fat people think walking is exercise. <laughs> yeah, you just shake your. Head. I got my ten thousand titty shakes today. <laughs> yeah, just planting your planting your fucking size eleven and a half mm-hmm. high heels and just doing a titty shake. And you're like, yeah, dude, this is it, big finale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you guys see my name was Misdemeanor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not athletic enough for roller derby, you get in the burlesque. Ooh, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like the hierarchy. Yo, stripper, burlesque, I know, and roller derby I know, lady. Dude, I know a dude that trans then got into roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I'm not telling you. Uh, oh, fuck. I forget the actual... I forget the actual like aggressive name. Mr. Softy? But uh yeah, and I think it was one of those things where like he was kind of a wimp as a boy. Oh no. And I think he went over to girl roller derby. Kind of, no, he got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying anything bad. Nice uh person, but um I yeah. kind of lost track of them too. Dude, roller derby ladies are like I realized that wheels. I was I was looking at internet status updates from this friend of mine and like laughing too hard and I was just like this is a bad energy. I shouldn't be putting this into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at this former dude getting trucked by fat girls. <laughs> now, what came first, the pussy or the rollerblades? Uh kind of up in the air. I'm wondering if he transed to get into the league. Mm. Or if it was like, uh, uh, man, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but I, you know, I have that theory that like most trans people are just like autistic incels. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of that. Okay. And then it was like, ooh, suddenly social activities are opening up for me now that I'm not like a uh, kind of an awkward guy. Now mm-hmm. that I'm a, now that I'm like a brave, fiery woman, mm-hmm. I kind of get access to some cool stuff. And it's just you getting fucking shouldered into a roller skating roller skating rink wall <laughs> by, by a girl who used to beat up her stepdad. <laughs> uh, do you have clips that you could show, not in public, but uh, I could I could look. I'll do a deep dive between while we run the AC between episodes. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, uh, you know. I'm not casting aspersions, man. <laughs> I'm I'm saying let everyone do whatever they think is cool and fun and and has a good time with. <laughs> yeah, I think roller derby ladies uh, classify as cool guys. Benny the Jet said the few trans girls I know where I live are like supermodel hot. It's crazy. Well, I think that says more about you than them. Where you live, Benny? 
<laughs> Man. Was there, am I just making this up, or was there professional roller derby that was on TV a lot as kids? I might be thinking of maybe Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Maybe I'm can. Yeah, I think you're, confusing you're confusing the, the movie Rollerball with Glow. All right. Did they try it? I don't know. How did I see it? How did I ever see roller derby? I don't know. I, it was on TV at some point, because I would never go to something like that, and I definitely wasn't brought to it as a child. It'd be fun to put a wig on you and send you out there. <laughs> I think I could do good in ladies' roller derby. Do you think? Yeah. Is there any way you'd be willing to put your money where your mouth is? Dude, I would get, I would get a weave. Because I know the first trick would be like, all right, they'd Scooby-Doo you and try to yank your wig off. Yeah. And I'd be like... Yeah, that'd be the nasty enforcer on the other team. Yeah. Doesn't play by the rules. I'd be like, bitch, this weave costs more than your goddamn gay-ass life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got a... Allison Bree shows her titties. Where where does that happen? That's glow. Okay. There were leaks. Yeah, there, there's always leaks. Ellen Page did that roller derby movie. Oh, I don't remember that? I don't either, but I would like to see that. Is that roll bounce? No, it's Bow Wow. He'd make a pretty hot lady. Little Bow Wow. Yeah. In my mind, he's still eleven. So <laughs> weird, dude. What the hell. That's like when, when Aaron Carter died, I was like, oh, man, a kid died. You know? Ew. Did you ever see the video of the tub that his mom took after he died in it? The tub that his mom took? Uh, no. The, oh, the, the video of the tub. His mom took pictures of the bathroom that he died in, and the tub has green water, and the floor has shit on it. What? Is that like a good green? or No. Is that like a rich people green? No, I think that's like you know? you're in the tub like for days dying. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no! What? They didn't drain it? Oh, imagine the smell. And did he poop on the floor before he got in? Or was that like they pulled him out and all his poop fell out? I don't know, man. No, man. But that is poopy on the floor. Oh no. Yeah, I think they probably pulled him out and all of his poops fell out of his butt. Wow. Oh, no. I wish I didn't see this, man. He was a defender of Lou Perlman to the day he died. What do you say about Lou? He defended him saying that there's no way that he had cameras inside of his tanning booths because he both he all three, he and his parents checked the tanning booths for cameras and all three of them used them just to make sure. And that was where the argument fell apart. Yeah. He was like, I understand you guys are saying he's kind of a predator. Was mm -hmm. Lou Perlman like a sexual predator or just yeah. financial? Both. Really? Yeah. Because I knew he would, like, he locked these kids down money-wise and really fucked them. And his move was, uh, what the fuck was the name of that group? Uh, O-Town, I think? That's one of them. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys from O-Town said that his move was that he would sneak up behind these boy band kids and start rubbing their shoulders and say, like, you know, I have a degree in massage. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ugh. We got to get old Jews out of entertainment, I think. Dude, what if a guy snuck up on you and said he's got a degree massage, but it felt good when he was doing it? Would you let him? I, I, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd write out of there, but mm -hmm. like, Jesus, dude. They're going to be coming for those traps of yours when they see you training so much. Could you imagine how nice it would be, though, if you were into like hot little boys and you had access to a tanning booth with cameras in it? <sighs> Heaven. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm saying not for me. That's gross yeah. and illegal. Yeah. But I'm trying to, I'm putting myself in the mind of an old Jewish guy with millions of dollars and I, I make more money when I find hot boys. Mm -hmm. And then I, I get those hot boys and I go, well, I make more money when they're more tan. And I, it doesn't cost that much money to put a hidden camera in there. I feel like it's win-win. You make more money and you get to see these boys just... Do you think they make little tanning booths? Like child-sized coffins? Like child coffins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tanning booth with like a Superman yeah. logo on the outside. Uh, we just have to ask, like, what are you using this for? <laughs> uh, nothing. It's an experiment. Uh, it's like a, it's kind of like a uh, meat thermometer, <laughs> making sure they're okay in there. <laughs> Yikes, dude. Yeah, I'm doing boy band experiments in the basement. Wow. No. Oh, man, he got to use the little boys like action figures and like put them in different mm -hmm. boy bands. and Yeah. And just see how much money came back to him. And at the same time, he was having sex with all of them. Got to get them all. You talk about doing it big. Luke <laughs> Perlman? He was a baller, yeah. Whoa. Did he, so what were the... Uh, I know you covered him on Little Stinkers. Was, like, was he actually getting down and dirty with these boys or just inappropriate touch? Yeah, well... Was he rolling in the hay with them? He was rolling around. There was one in incident where I think it was the O-Town guy again, too, talked about how he and another kid... It sounded like a Michael Jackson situation where he would have them over for sleepovers and, like, put on porn, like cut off a regular movie, then put on a regular porn movie. And then there was one incident where the O-Town kid and another kid were laying in bed for a sleepover. And he said, Lou Perlman appeared naked and swan dove onto the bed. <clears throat> so he would disguise a lot of the smallest station as Roughhousing. And as a guy who loves Roughhousing, you know that makes me fucking sick to my stomach. <laughs> as someone take one of my favorite things and turning it into having sex with teenage boys. Mm-hmm. That makes me so mad. Yeah, that's stolen valor, man. I'm out here actually roughhousing. <laughs> Not even getting that hard. <laughs> and these guys are out there, you know, busting the nut. Yeah. Makes me fucking sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so fucking mad. So would he ever actually, like, come? <clears throat> I don't have any Was this in any of the books that you read? <laughs> I don't have any come I'd be thumbing through the book like, okay, that's pretty gross, but did he actually fucking come or not? <laughs> yeah, you look in the index and it tells you exactly what page <laughs> yeah. to go to. So it's unclear if he actually was climaxing. They briefly touched on the molestation, but if you're managing boy bands, you have to be a fucking... What was the book actually about if they briefly touched on the molestation? About his financial crimes. Boring, <laughs> dude. Get to the good stuff. Well, he did own... I put a camera in his safe deposit box. Dude, he did own blimps for a while, so I'm guessing he was probably porking kids on blimps. Yeah, which is probably not ideal for the kids, but I got to imagine if I'm getting my dick sucked on a blimp, I'm going, yeah, probably wish it Could wasn't be an old Jewish guy, but this is still a pretty high-level experience yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> me, personally, I would say I'd prefer someone other than an old Jewish guy sucking on my 15-year-old penis, but I'm in the clouds, man. Yeah, I mean, how, how much complaining do I think I have a right to? It's like, oh, you got your dick sucked on the Snoopy blimp? Oh, the horror. <laughs> yeah. Calm down, man. He fucking wrestled me in my dad's bathroom. <laughs> At least you got to go up in the clouds. You got to go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what he said, yeah. too. Yeah, I got molested in my dad's guest bedroom when he was staying over. <laughs> You're up in fucking heaven getting your meat sucked? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. He put me in a full Nelson, and he cummed on my back. Dude, the O-Town guy's name was Angel, too. Happy birthday in heaven. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, man. Some... Some real entertainment perverts out there. He's up there with uh, Dan Schneider, I think. With the goat? Yeah. 
He's up there on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> on Mount Crushmore. <laughs> Who's the Mount Rushmore of uh, child predators, do you think? Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Lou Pearlman. Uh... Michael Jackson. You think Michael Jackson's guilty? I think it. I think at the very least. You of all people think Michael Jackson's guilty? dude. I still love his music, but I think he was porking those teenage actors. I don't think he was. And then, uh, who's the fucking English guy? Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile. Oh, man. Um, He was like the Joker of fucking kids. Oh, dude. No doubt, man. (laughs) There was one. Who's the fucking. um, Sandusky? No. Yeah, he's up there, too. Man, we're going to have to... We have a lot of chiseling to do. <laughs> we're picking all these child molesters. <laughs> I mean, Uncle Eddie. Dude, making making a Photoshop of a Mount Rushmore of child predators. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thumbnail. Yeah, boys, get your chisels ready. <laughs> Yo, I need a Photoshop Pro in the next 15 minutes to get us a Mount Rushmore of child predators. <laughs> Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's so many guys. They got the, they got the uh, the glint in their eyes too. You could see the uh, I don't want to describe it as a light, but it's definitely like the electricity. That's what Morrissey was talking about. He said there is a light that never goes out. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked kids. <laughs> wow, boy. Why aren't there any untalented pedophiles? <laughs> yeah, they all got at least one good song in them. <laughs> oh, Jared, obviously. Oh no. Whew. Man, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the principal from Ferris Bueller. I might be wrong, but I think they let him on Jeffrey Deadwood. Jones? Yeah, they let him on Deadwood, I think, after he got no, caught. No, I think he got caught after filming Deadwood. Really? And I don't think he was in the revival. Was he in the revival? I don't remember. I, I didn't like the revival, up. so I don't remember. Yeah, it was all right. Oh, Jeffrey Jones, that one really broke my heart. Actually, out of, times. Out, of, <laughs> out of everyone that got... Busted. Like, remember Pete Townsend yeah. got in a little bit of trouble? Mm-hmm. I think that went away, though. Yeah. But the one who really broke my heart was Jeffrey Jones. I really love that guy as a kid. Yeah, he's, he's in great. all my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in fucking Beetlejuice, dude. Yeah. Great pedophile face, too. I know. I know. God damn it. It's like a diddling fox. What the fuck? <laughs> These talented freaks, exactly. All right, so let's get that graphic. <laughs> Bricks will do it if he's around. Uh, yeah, he's not in the movie. Okay, yeah, they got rid of Jeffrey Jones. Dude, it was over. Uh, Bill Clinton, obviously a great. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. I do. I by the way, I do not want to kill myself. I will never kill myself. <laughs> but Bill Clinton's one of my favorite child predators. He should be on Mount Crushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh Heaven, Dad. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I never liked him anyway. You know. Yeah, he's more of a plaque guy, not a uh, carved into Mount Rushmore of child predator guy. Yeah, wall of maybe wall of fame. Yeah, name a bench after him. <laughs> name a little ass bench after him. <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like uh, you know what? I feel like it, it, obviously Epstein, biggest name in it right now. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the Matt Rife of child predators, yeah. you know. But I feel like uh, he was more of like like a brainiac type thing where like he was making it all happen, but he yeah. probably wasn't the biggest offender, you know? Yeah. He, he's like the Rick Rubin of pedophilia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could bring it out of you. <laughs> he's walking around barefoot while you're having sex with a 15 year old boy. He's just like, I feel like what you got, what, why don't you jam on that for a little bit? We'll go back and edit mm-hmm. and see how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> no sleep till burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Epstein Island! 
down. Mm-hmm. All right, now seems like a good time to switch over to the Patreon. Yeah. Buddy, promote your new show. Go watch Field Trippin'. It's youtube.com slash Tim Butterly. It's uh, episode two comes out, I believe, Monday. Um, we have a Patreon for it. It's patreon.com slash Field Trippin'. And when you see the level of uh, quality and production that we're putting into it, I think you'll feel at least okay with the fact that I created a Patreon. Um, and then there's also extra content going on over there. There's a, there's a, an entire bonus podcast that you get um, when you sign up, uh, in addition to like extended stuff and behind the scenes and, and, and stuff that didn't make it into the final product, but it was still really funny. Um, and we have like really cool stuff uh, planned moving forward. Um, obviously, uh, Noah is a, a, a painter, and actually, he, he's just kind of an that guy's always creating stuff. And um, obviously, I have friends like Shaner, and I want I want them to try to teach me how to create art. And then on the Patreon, we're going to uh, do live streams of of trying to uh, them trying to force me to learn how to make art, and then we'll we'll give it away to um, people over there. Good, Danny. Um, can I also say what I'm excited about for the Patreon? Love yeah. to hear it. Uh, as a Patreon member, you're going to join us on a pre-production meeting for season two, and we need you to throw out your ideas for events, guests, who you want, and you're going to watch our whole process of picking this out yeah. and have your input on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, yeah. So you will be a part of uh, production meetings um, for season two, and it's going to be molded uh, directly by uh, input from the fucking gang. So... Please I think check it out. I think Jared from Subway might be getting out soon. If he gets out, would you consider a <laughs> well, field trip to <laughs> Subway so with him? It's fucking funny that I that, I don't know why that came up in the news recently, but I I was talking about this on a stream, but like just uh I, oh yeah, there was an article about uh some inmate has just been like making his life hell. Like he's getting <laughs> he's really uh, getting put to the screws and uh yeah, I think he he only got like 10 years yeah. in prison and he's not it's not damn. He'll be out in like 2030, I think. So maybe like season six, we're gonna take Jared back to Subway, <laughs> <laughs> or wherever the wherever the uh, patrons tell us to take him. You know, <laughs> that's not my job. That's up to you guys. Um, and also, I've I've moved all of my Twitch streams over to YouTube. So again, that's YouTube.com/slash Tim Butterly. We're doing everything from there for now. Um, and I don't think I have anything else to promote right now. I'm still fighting Lewis in Vegas. I'm still getting into uh, pristine fighting shape. And I'm going to make everybody very proud. Cool, buddy. Uh, check out my book, On Perks. If you haven't got it yet, go to onperks.com, O-N-P-E-R-C-S.com. You can get uh, the print copy, audiobook, ebook, whatever the fuck you want. Uh, the the audiobook is the real treasure. It's got my friend Tim Butterly, Cusker, Shaner, McKeever, all the boys on it. Check it out. It's uh, onperks.com. Also, um, Jake, John, and I, Matera, Jake Matera, John Del Calo, and I were doing a live little Snickers at Hilarities Cleveland on September 9th, and I think we might be in Pittsburgh the day before or after, but once I get confirmation on that, I'll let you guys know. But, oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we're hitting the road and uh, doing some fun stuff. John just had a baby, so I'm uh, very happy for him, man. He's uh, He says his, uh, his wife's pretty tired, but he's still getting a full nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so official congrats to John Del Calo on becoming a dad, man. Yeah, congrats, Del Calo, man. He's on the path. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you guys over there. Patreon.com slash Podcast for the next episode, and we'll be on Patreon in a couple minutes. See you, see you guys.